everybody. Amen. 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 There's some people that are happy to be in the house of God tonight. Amen. We're so honored to have everyone here tonight to praise God with us. Amen. We welcome everyone that is here tonight. Amen. Our online congregation, we welcome you. Amen. A very familiar scripture in Psalms 107. I'm trying to quote it. Um, I think it's verse 1 that said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercies endure it forever. Amen. God's been good to us, and we are honored to be in his presence tonight. One more time, he has done so much for us, and there's so much that we can give him thanks for. And we're here tonight, and we want to thank him for bringing us here safely. Amen. For those that sign on our online congregation, we thank you for signing on tonight. Amen. Uh, can, 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 I, can I ask of us uh, uh, not a hard thing? But can you tell someone this week, I know we're in the week of Thanksgiving, just call someone, just tell them, I thank you for being my family, I thank you for being my friend, I thank you for being there for me. You know, so many times we take things for granted and we don't realize just a little thing of saying thanks, how much it means a lot to someone else that don't have that privilege to say thank you because they may not be in the same shape that you are in. Amen. But we welcome everyone tonight. We're going to pray and ask the Lord to move among us tonight, bless us and keep us tonight. So we're going to invite you to stand with us as we stand. And as we're praying tonight, there are two names that I'm off the top of my head that I'm going to ask you to keep in mind as we pray. Brother Sharp's um, son, that's David Sharp, uh, continue to keep him um, in our prayers that the Lord continue to touch his body. And also, um, Pastor Faith over in the Norristown, amen, um, you know, um, keep him in, in his family, just had a procedure and he need um, God's touch in his body, so keep Pastor Faith in, in your prayers to pray. And I'm not sure if there's anyone else that have any requests, you can raise your hand if you have a request your few hands. Don't forget to pray for Josiah for speedy recovery. God's been good. In fact, I want to just pause for a second. I mean, the way God has been working um, in Josiah's um, um, I, I had the privilege to drop him off at PT in the morning and then the progress that he made in such a short time since he had the surgery. I said, that's only God did what he's done. And I mean, they have him riding bikes and everything ready and I'm like, man, it's God's been so good. So we have a lot to thank God for Amen. So let's just continue to keep each other in our prayers as we pray that the Lord will move among us. Amen. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us another privilege, oh God, to be in your presence one more time, Lord God. Truly, Lord God, we want to say thanks, Lord God, for the strength that you have given unto us. We thank you for the highs that you have given unto us, Lord God. We thank you for the breath of life, O oh God. We thank you for the shelter over our head, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for our family, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for our church family. We thank you for our pastor, Lord God, and his family. Father God, we thank you for every brothers and sisters that is here tonight in the house of God, Lord God. We thank you for being our provider. We thank you for keeping us, Lord God. We thank you for making ways when there seems to be no way. We thank you for opening up doors that no man can shut, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us as we travel on the byways and on the highways. 
We thank you, Lord God, for protecting us, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for opening up doors for us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for continuing to being there for us when we are in need, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us. Father God, as we pray tonight, Lord God, we ask you, oh God, that you'll move upon us individually and collectively, Lord God. We ask your hands to be upon us. Continue to let your hands be upon this church, upon this congregation, oh God, upon our pastor and his family, oh God, upon every leader in this congregation. Oh God, we ask you, Lord God, you continue to keep us. Help us, Lord God, to draw nigh to you and that we'll continue to look to you Lord God Father God as we pray Lord God tonight we pray Lord God for David Sharp tonight that you'll continue to touch his body Lord God continue to heal him completely Lord God touch him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet Lord God and as we pray Lord God we pray for Pastor um, um, Fenton tonight Lord God that you'll touch his mind oh God touch his body heal him completely Lord God and that he will be whole Lord God I pray tonight, Lord God, for Josiah, that you continue to touch his body, continue to heal him completely, and that he will be whole. And for every person that raised their hands tonight, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, to touch them tonight. We ask you to move upon us like never before. Oh God, those that are sick in their body, Lord God, those who need strength in their body, oh God, those who need a miracle, we ask you, Lord God, that you continue to move upon us like never before, Lord God. We ask you to hope in our hearts and our minds as the men of God come to preach and teach to us tonight that you'll use them and that we'll continue to take heed to the words of God. Touch those that are not here tonight. Oh God, bless us here tonight. Touch our online congregation tonight. As we give you all the glory, as we give you all the honor, we say thanks in advance for what you're about to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And can we just give the Lord a round of applause tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is there anybody that's thankful in the house tonight? Is there any thankful people in the house tonight? Hallelujah, can we put our hands together? Hallelujah, we thank God for what he's done, for all he is doing. He picked us up. He turned us around and placed our feet on
Christians are not free. God is so good. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I know it's tomorrow, but it's only some hours now away. You know what I mean? And and let me tell you, I don't mean to mess with y'all too much tonight because I'm going to try to just get in the word, get into the word and deliver the word and get out of your way. But I'm doing some cooking tomorrow too. And my meat is already seasoned up. So I don't know how everybody do their Thanksgiving, but I prepare. I worked in the restaurant business, and they used to talk about the the prep um, people, and then the sous chef. They need to get to the chef, and so you got to do all the stuff that it takes to get to chefing. So prep work needs to get done, sous chefing needs to get done, then the chefing get done. And so when you're organized, you make sure you prep, you do the sous chef, then tomorrow you just chef it up. Well, I did the prepping and the sous chef. Tomorrow I'm going to do the chef. Um, four, four o'clock. I think I think I just think I think we said four o'clock. Chefing it up, 
please, my meat is seasoned. And you know, turkey, not, well, turkey might not be the star of our show, but we have the turkey on the, on, the, on the menu. But we look forward to it. Thanksgiving is still probably the purest holiday we have. It is. I think all of our holiday, other holidays, we kind of, uh, you know, play around with them and do all kinds of things, commercialize them. But Thanksgiving, I think we still, uh, I don't think we can get away from what it really comes down to, and that is to give thanks. And I still think that we do that better uh, for Thanksgiving than we do anything else that we claim we celebrate. We Jesus is not even in Christmas, so let's not go there. You know what I mean? And then, you know, all the other stuff, you know, it's always about drinking. You know, getting drunk, you know what I mean, and all that stuff, partying. So everything is like that. And Thanksgiving has come down to always been about sitting around a table with family and friends, appreciating one another, appreciate the goodness of God. So I think Thanksgiving is still our purest holiday. And so it is probably my number one holiday. And then we'll let some other ones come after that. But Thanksgiving is my favorite because I just like to be around people and I like to eat good food. Chef it up, baby. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Amen. Some of you uh, had to stay home and prep. I get it. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> Don't do it. Preach. All right. Luke chapter 17. Let me get into Luke chapter 17. Amen. God has been so good. I don't know if 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 we would just maybe you know what we need to do maybe we need to start making a note brother scarlet of all the things that we we can think of that God has done for us in the past 3 years maybe we need to make a list of that and maybe it will get us to realize how good God has been because since we we just can't stay still you know we go from one thing to the next and if we live our life going from the, the one thing to the next thing, when do we take time to appreciate what's going on? And so I don't think that we uh, give God thanks enough. I don't think that we praise God enough because we're always on the journey and worrying about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And we never stop to appreciate. And so I just believe that if we write it down, maybe we will realize how much God has been good to us, and we need to do better at appreciating him for all the goodness he has shown us, things that we're not even thinking about. Amen. I happen to just, um, you know, just in undertaking um, where we are today, the miracle just continued to unfold. And I just, I just keep thinking, man, God, you know, we look at the big miracle and getting here, but the miracle keep on unfolding. What is it about? Probably about a month ago, we were looking at a forty-two thousand dollar tax bill, forty-two thousand, and God make it. He just directs me, make me feel like I'm smart sometimes, make me think I know something when I really I'm not smart and I don't know really much. But He directs me, and so when I do it and it comes out just right, He's like, "Okay, there you go," and make me look good. And so these folks might think I'm smart, and I, I and I, and I got it together. And all I'm doing is laughing, saying, they don't know Jesus. Because if they did, they'll know it's not me, but it's Jesus. And Jesus did it one more time. He moved in the township again. And um, 
we don't we don't have a forty two thousand dollar tax bill anymore that we're looking at. So that's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you. And and nobody did it with an attitude. Everybody did it so nice. Everybody I talked to from the mayor on down, everybody was just nice till we got to where we needed to be. And um, God is just good. And I just, I'm, you know, I had a front, put it like this, I had a front row seat in watching. And you did too. I don't know how much you watched, but I had a front row seat in watching what God has been doing for us um, as a church. And I'm just like, man, Lord. And it, and it doesn't stop. And so it will continue, and I will um, just continue to have a front row seat for as long as he will let me and watch all of the miracles and all of the goodness that he's showing toward us. And I do not want to take anything that God does for me or for this church for granted. And that's why I publicize everything that is going on. Not only that, I want to be transparent and want you to know, but I also want to make sure I'm always publicly thanking God and being grateful to him for what he is doing. Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. I hope none of you already have your turkey in the oven. Amen. You know. You know, some people want to get it, want to, want to, you got to cook, you know, you might have a small oven and you got to cook the turkey now and so you can get all the sides cooked later on tomorrow. Luke chapter 17, verse number 11 says, I'm going to take my time and read like I always encourage you to do because there's so much in the scriptures when you take your time and read that you will see that you probably didn't see the first, second, third, or fourth time you read it. And it came to pass. As he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. So as you may know or not know, in the olden days when you had leprosy, you had to stay kind of outside of the town, outside of the village. You couldn't come in close because you, they didn't want you to infect anybody. You were unclean, and they didn't want you to affect anybody or infect anybody. So you had to stay off to the side and stay away from people. You could only be around other lepers, but you couldn't be around people without leprosy. And so, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. Interesting, right? God is all-knowing, all-powerful. He runs the show, but he's telling them to go show themselves to the priests. You know why? Because when you had leprosy, it's an unclean disease. In order for you to assimilate back with everybody else, the priest had to declare you clean. If the priest didn't declare you clean, you could not come back and assimilate with everybody else. Think about that for the church today. But I won't get into that because that's not what I'm preaching. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice 
glorified God. When people tell us we don't have to be loud, you can show them one of those texts. We got plenty of texts in the scripture that tell us we can be loud in church. You know, there's certain churches that sit around and they think it's not cool to be loud. But here we go. The scripture says he turned back with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, saved this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Jesus, your word is so powerful, it is so rich, and it is living. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the word of God. For in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. We thank you, Lord, for this daily bread of the word of God, this manner, Lord God, that we so need and our soul so hunger for. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Father, will you help us tonight to hear what the Spirit is saying unto us, to receive the engrafted word in our heart, that it will take root in our life and begin to produce good fruit, that it will become a part of us and that we will live out this word for your glory and your honor. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. You may be seated. Just for a short while, I would like to share with us on this topic. Give God thanks. Give God thanks. There is a prevailing spirit of thanklessness in our world today. Mm-hmm. We have become entitled people, and entitled people are usually unthankful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Entitled people believe that whatever they received, they deserved it anyhow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Entitled people, watch this, entitled people attend church services when it's convenient for them, but God better bless them whenever they need a blessing. Mm -hmm. Your church attendance tells if you're grateful. Your church attendance tells whether you're thankful or not. And I know that may challenge some of us, but I want you to just keep chewing on it. Keep thinking about it and you'll see. We don't attend church services because we want to be blessed. That's not why we attend. We should attend church services because we're grateful to God and we want to live the life God designs us to live. That's why we come together, because we're grateful to God. Mm -hmm. And whatever God says, we should do. 
All right, I'll go on a little bit more. Let me talk to you. Whatever happened to being thankful? Thankful for every good thing we receive. Why aren't we grateful for God's goodness? Most of the times, we're just trying to eat up all what we get. Can't even say thank you enough because we just want to get to the next thing. Give me this, give me this, give me that, give me that, so we can get to the next thing. And we have become hoarders because we got a whole lot of stuff. And because we're just piling it on, piling it on, what are we thankful for anyway? Because we just got a whole lot of stuff. So we're getting things and we're just piling things on top of things. And so when you get to that place in life, it's hard to be thankful. Mm -hmm. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And so every good gift, Every perfect gift that comes into our life, I don't care how it came, it came from the Lord. It didn't come from an individual. God used the individual to bless you with some good and perfect gift, but it wasn't them. It was the Lord. And so if we understand that, we should be living our life to say, God, I thank you because you have been good to me. I thank you for all the good and perfect and wonderful gifts you have brought into my life. God, I thank you. Mm-hmm. 73 times the word thanks occurs in the Bible. Three times thankful occurs in the Bible. 28 occurrences of thanksgiving. One occurrence of thankfulness. That is at least 105 times the Bible deals with the spirit and action of thankfulness. To be thankful is a blessing to you and to the one you gave thanks to. You didn't know that. To be thankful is a blessing to you and to the one you gave thanks to. You hear me? So when, when someone does something for you, when someone gives you something and you say thank you to them, guess what? It blesses your soul and it blesses their soul. There is something about being thankful. There's something about being given thanks. It blesses you and it blesses the person who gave whatever they gave to you. I'm going to show it to you. In Romans chapter 1, verse number 21, the scripture says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Let me first point something out to you. It is very possible 
for someone to be baptized in Jesus' name. (laughs) Filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with tongues. And still not allow Jesus to be Lord in their life. It is very possible for us to say we're saints of God. For us to say we're Christians and Jesus is still not Lord in our life. Because when we say he's Lord, it means he rules. It means he reigns. It means he has control in our life. I told y'all I was going to be a jockey one time. Y'all know I haven't lived that down. But y'all poor thing hear all these stories and laugh at me. But I told you I was going to be a jockey. And I was being an apprentice and came out of Spark in Jamaica. I used to ride the horses in the morning. My grandmom knows. She can tell y'all. She said she used to hear me jump over the gate in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning, I jump over the gate. Go on to the racetrack to go exercise horses, right? But I bring that up to show you something about Lord, what does it look like? How can we make that work in our life? If you look at a horse, the rain that's over his head with the bit in his mouth is what's used to control him. And many a times the horse want to do what it wants. And the jockey, pull it over and the horse, oh. Given the rain, he run. You want him to stop? <laughs> Full control. And I'm sure many times that, that horse wanted to do what it wants. Now, we're not like him because that horse got some power. And if he want to get crazy, you can't control him. But just having that as, ex- as, as an example of how it is for someone to rule, to reign, to be Lord in your life. That's what it looked like. It looked like this. I want to go left, but they want me to go right, so I got to go right. I want to stop. They want me to go, so I guess I got to go. That's what it looks like when we say Jesus is Lord. In our life, we're not doing what we want most of the times because his ways, his thoughts. So most of the times when you're living for God, he wants one thing. We want another. And if he's Lord, we do what he wants. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Not glorifying God as Lord in our life is being unthankful. And when we are unthankful, we become vain in our imagination and ignorant and blind in our understanding. Mm -hmm. Unthankfulness corrupts us. Y'all awake tonight? Or y'all got a turkey in the oven? And you're wondering if you turn it up too high. My Lord. Many of us are not truly thankful for the revelation of the one true and living God whose name is Jesus. We don't realize the blessing and the privilege to get the revelation to know that Jesus Christ is almighty God and that he's one. We don't treat it as we're grateful and thankful that we have the revelation that Jesus is God manifest in flesh. 
We don't act like, oh, that's a great thing. Because I'm telling you, mother, grandmother, y'all here tonight. And let me tell y'all, if y'all didn't teach me anything, I learned don't be ungrateful. And those little words have brought me a mighty long way because everything that was ever done for me and now everything that I know God has done for me, I was taught not to be ungrateful. And I am so grateful for all of God's goodness. I am so grateful to all of your goodness. I am so grateful for all the good things that has happened in my life. I will not be ungrateful. I will not be ungrateful. And if we're not careful, we are exhibiting attitudes of ungratefulness. Because we have got to a place where things are going good for us. We're not hungry. We can get around however we want. We can go wherever we want to go. We're living comfortably. We have what we need. And so when we get to that place, it's very simple. It's very easy to become unthankful, ungrateful, and don't even realize it. If you're not thankful for the revelation, why should the Lord give you any other revelation? Some people are treating the revelation of the oneness of God like it's no big deal. Well, if it's no big deal, you don't need no more revelation. Because if you study this book as good as some of us have studied it, you will realize the revelation of Jesus Christ being the one true God is everything. Everything. Everything leads back to the revelation of who God is. Because without revelation... There is no salvation. There's a lot of people think that they're saved because of a lot of different reasons. But I'm here to tell you, there is no revelation. There is no salvation without revelation. As a matter of fact, here's something that a lot of us don't know. Grace. When people talk about the grace of God. Grace have everything to do with the revelation of who God is. By grace are we saved through faith. Why is that so important? Because grace is God revealed himself to us, but he didn't have to. See, before anything can go on, revelation has to go on. So in order to worship, you worship, but you know not what you, that ain't what I'm on tonight, so I just need to leave that alone. But we know we have scripture of people worshiping God and not know who he is. And so John said, y'all are worshiping, but you don't know who you're worshiping. So that means when you worship a false God, but you might think it's a real God, you're lost. And not until you come to realize who the true and living God is, you're lost. So without revelation, there is no salvation. That's heavy, but it's just the way it is. Because what I've got to understand, you know, i got to be honest with y'all. There's a lot of things I try to, you know, spoon feed, try to take my time, try to be nice. But in this day and age, I'm just going to be loose with y'all and just let it go. 
Because if I don't let it go, y'all don't play games with yourselves and play games with God. And God ain't playing no games with us. You need to know the truth. As they like to say, young people, you need to know facts. So let me drop facts and truth when I preach and just let it go because that's the only way you're going to get saved. If we're not thankful for the revelation, our imagination will become vain and we will lack understanding. That's what happened to those people in Rome. They received the understanding, the knowledge. When they knew God, they worship him not as God. And the Bible says their imagination was vain and their heart was darkened. Guess what? No revelation, no salvation. And you still can get the revelation and don't get salvation because you're unthankful. God revealed himself to us and we're thinking it's no big deal. Oh, well, you know, we're apostolics. We should know. No big deal. God revealed it to us. The account in Luke chapter 17 that we read earlier, it began or began with ten clean men. Ten unclean men, I should say, I'm sorry. All of whom were lepers. They had a disease called leprosy. The Jews and the Samaritans, watch this, would normally not live together. (laughs) And they normally don't live together. But as they like to say, misery loves company. And so it was Jews and Samaritans alike who had leprosy. And because they had leprosy, they were cast out of the city, the village, together. So they was together with leprosy. Just a little positivity to take from that. You see what happens when we have things in common? Which shows us that the reason why we are ever separated is because we don't have things in common. Ooh, that'll go a little quiet. If we will have things in common, we will be more together than we will ever imagine. But because we don't have a whole lot in common, many times we're not together. So if I love going to church and you don't, but we're Christians, we're not hanging. Even in the church is what I'm saying. Because we realize the serious nature of Being a Christian, being present in the house of God. So because one is serious and one is not, we probably don't hang together. Yes. 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 And so these lepers were together. They, 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 they were raised differently. But because they both, all of them had leprosy, they were hanging. This is why in the church, oh, man. Too much stuff in this lesson. I, I, I want to finish this lesson tonight. Disgruntled people always hang out together in the church. Yeah, they always do. You disgruntled, I'm disgruntled. So we just hang out and keep being disgruntled. And if y'all was living in the olden days, you know what they would do? They would have sections in the church. Will you come in and if you're disgruntled, you sit in that section over there. Because the whole idea was this. We don't want the contaminated, the toxic, as y'all like to say, to mingle with the untoxic people. And unfortunately, that goes on a lot because, you know, the untoxic 
is trying to do their thing and be nice and be Christian, and the toxic is sliding themselves right up in there and just eventually try to share some disgruntledness with you. And if you're not in the right place spiritually, you start saying, you know what? That is true. And before you know it, you got hooked. In the jail, when you teach in the jail, they always tell you through the training that we go through, they always tell you, don't you compromise yourself. Because if you compromise yourself the first time, you're stuck. So this is why we see, we read so much now, some of these uh, COs, correction officers, getting in trouble. Because they compromised one time with these people inside. And now they, they, they own them. Because they don't want to lose their jobs now. So now they got to do whatever that inmate said. You play with Satan as a Christian, he's going to pull you in and you can't leave him. Because he's going to keep on threatening you. Oh, you better keep doing this. If not, I'm going to expose you. And not until you realize the goodness of God and say, go ahead and expose all you want. Because I don't care. You can't help me get to heaven, devil. And if I don't serve the Lord, I will not get to heaven. If I don't serve the Lord, I will never be who I'm supposed to be. So go ahead and expose all you want. I don't care. Live for God. Live for God. This is about the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let the devil intimidate you. These men were together with no hope until they heard of Jesus coming on the scene. Mm -hmm. These men knew as they understood Jesus was coming on the scene, I'm sure they began to have hope. And when they saw him, they cried out, have mercy! In verse 14 it says, And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. Isn't that interesting? Go show yourself. I'm sure they was all kind of trying to, Well, we saw Jesus at work before, and he would say, you're healing Jesus' name. Well, not in Jesus' name because he was, was, he was God. But, but he would just say, you know, you know, you're healed. Get up and walk. You know, all these things. And they're probably wondering, how come he's not saying that to us? Why did he say to us, go show ourselves unto the priests? It also says, the scripture also says, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Woo, woo, woo. Church, you've heard me say it. We had a missionary last Wednesday night that talked about faith promise. And the best I can tell you about faith, remember I, I, I was so smiling last week when the missionary came and made it simple because I've made it simple for you. And I've told you the best way to demonstrate faith is just to obey God's word and do what it says. That's all I can tell you. I don't want to get into no deep theology about it anymore. Obey God's word by doing what it says, and you have demonstrated faith. It says, as they went, they were cleansed. As they obeyed God, they experienced the miracle. 
entitled people want to see it done before they can say, oh, okay, thank you. Entitled people, they don't operate like that. And maybe the ones that didn't come back, maybe it's because they were entitled. Maybe they thought that, you know what, that's just what was supposed to happen. This is interesting. Watch this. The miracle didn't happen immediately. It was happening as they were en route to the priests, obeying what Jesus had told them. Jesus commanded the men to go show themselves to the priests, which in itself was an act of faith. Because you didn't say we were healed, Jesus. You didn't tell us to look on our bodies and the leprosy is gone. You said go show ourselves. And it could have just been simple as, man, he crazy. You know, it's like, it's like y'all come up and when I pray, y'all want to fall out. Or y'all want some, the power of God to shake y'all for y'all to believe something just happened. <laughs> You're going to miss out on that. You're going to miss out if that's what you want to do. If you got to feel the power of God some kind of way, you're going to miss out. Because it's just as simple as speaking God's word and obeying God's word. Uh huh. When they turned to obey, they were completely healed for their obedience was evidence of their faith. We can't say we have faith and we are disobedient to God. Verses 15 and 16 of Luke says, Luke 17 that we start out reading, it says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. You know what's scary? This is what preachers do. That was 10%. This is my friend Jimmy Tony said, that's a tithe. That's scary if that's across the board, that only 10% of the church is grateful and thankful. I'm not telling you that it is. I'm just telling you in this small group here, 10 of them got healed. One was grateful. That's 10%. Is it? Could that be it? That only 10% of God's people are thankful, are grateful, have an attitude of gratitude? Is that possible that it's only 10% of us that are like that? And the other 90 are just entitled. This is just what's supposed to happen. We Christians, right? Hmm. He fell down on his face. At the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. And watch this. That guy was a Samaritan. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, Mama Trumps. Jews and Samaritans. The Jews, holy people, godly people, they fear the Lord. They got this thing on lock. 
Well, you would think that they are thankful. You would think that they are grateful. You would think they would have the attitude of gratitude. But church, we better watch this. When we become so familiar with the Lord, we stop having an attitude of gratitude. When we get so familiar with God where we don't see him the way we need to see him, we're not thankful. And what's going to happen is someone is going to walk off the street and God's going to deliver them and save them and they're going to be thankful and all we're going to do is sit back and get jealous and get all worked up. Oh my, this is such the church. Go back to the prodigal and tell me I'm not telling you the truth. When we stay in the house of God and we're not grateful and we're not thankful, we're going to complain when somebody else become grateful and somebody else become thankful and somebody else have an attitude of gratitude. They not even holy. Look what she got on. When all it is is she is just moving on her timetable. She going to get there. Remember, holiness starts on the inside. And so we know holiness will show up on the outside at some point in time, but it starts on the inside. And so here we are looking at someone that don't look like us, but they're grateful and they're thankful. And we sit back and we think, well, I don't have to do that because I'm fine. I'm living for God. And you don't give thanks and you don't have an attitude of gratitude because you're looking at the person thinking, oh, yeah, they're not really saved. Hmm. But it's all because we have become too, too familiar and we have become entitled. And so we don't give God praise. We don't thank God. We are not grateful for what God has done because in our mind, we might not say it out loud. Yeah, well, God is supposed to do that. The Samaritan was the one that came back and the ones that had it all together because they are the chosen people. None of them came back. The one who came back to give thanks was a Samaritan. We better be careful. We don't allow ourselves to become like these Jews that was so familiar with God. Everybody told them how great they are and that they're the people of God and that we can see clearly that, you know, God has done great things among them. And so they became entitled. And so they stopped giving God thanks. They stopped praising God and having an attitude of gratitude. The Jews had considered the Samaritans ungodly and unholy. But like the good Samaritan, remember the good Samaritan? Same thing here, another Samaritan was thankful, was grateful. Now, who is ungodly? Who is unholy? Oh, boy, we love to look at people and size them up. They ain't right. How you know they ain't right? Remember when God was choosing his king for Israel, he says, man, look on the outward appearance. But God sees the heart. How are we going to say they ain't right when the Bible tells us no man knows the heart but God? but we're going to look at people and say they ain't right. They need to praise God. Oh, we don't need to praise God because what? We've been living for God a long time. Oh, they need to do it. I've been doing this a long time. Hmm. We are quick to pray, but slow to praise. 
How often do we take our blessings for granted and fail to thank the Lord? Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works for the children of man. Too often we are content to enjoy the gift, but forget the giver of the gift. This is Thanksgiving. And as much as I want to be thankful for my family, and I am, as much as I want to be thankful for this church and for all you wonderful people who have been kind to me and to our family, and we just do this, we do this together, things are great, I'm appreciative of all of it. But most of all, I'm appreciated. I appreciate God because he's the one that made this all possible. He is the one that make it all go. And if we're not thankful to God, if we're not grateful to God, we won't be to each other. That's where it starts. What they say? If you don't do it at home, you won't do it no place else. Mm-hmm. Whatever we see outside, it's way worse at home. Because we always put our best foot forward in front of people. So if we come to church and we're not thankful, we are in trouble. Because outside of church, we are a mess. We come to church and we're not thankful. We're probably arrogant outside of here. Because we always put our best foot forward when we go out in the public. And this is kind of a public setting for the Christians. By returning to Jesus to thank him, the man received something greater than physical healing. He was also saved from his sins. I started out by telling you that when you give God thanks, when you have an attitude of gratitude, it's more than just an attitude of gratitude. It does more than what you think it does. It blesses you and it blesses the person who blessed you. It's, it's a simple principle, but it's so great. It is so awesome what we're talking about here by giving God thanks. The Samaritans, nine friends, were declared clean by the priests. But he was declared saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> An attitude of gratitude, thankfulness, gratefulness does way more than just, oh, thank you. It blesses your life in more ways than you can imagine. It takes you further in God in more ways than you can imagine. When we go and we're thankful. While it was wonderful, or while it was a wonderful, it was wonderful to experience the miracle of physical healing, it was even more wonderful to experience the miracle of eternal salvation. Thanks. What did that really mean? Thanks is the aspect of praise that give God thanks for what he has done for us. 
Ideally, thanksgiving should spring from a grateful heart, but it is required of all believers, regardless of their initial attitude. We should be grateful to God for all the things that he has done, but especially for his work of salvation and sanctification in our lives. Every day you wake up in your right mind to know Jesus Christ is Lord God Almighty. And he called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And he baptized you by washing your sins in the name of Jesus. And he filled you with his spirit. And you know you spoke with tongues. You are cleansed and you are delivered. We ought to give him thanks. The only way we don't give God thanks is when we're not in our right mind. And you want me to tell you a secret? I am sure I'm right about this. And even when you're not in your right mind, you will still have the wherewithal to give him thanks. I am certain about that. Because he said, if you don't praise me, how in the world can rocks praise him when somebody that has life in their body... They might not be with it. They might not have all the comprehension. But I'm sure no matter how off they are, they will know how to praise God. We ought to give God thanks. That's what this is about. Going through this. Make me say to myself, God, is it that simple? I'm serious. I started going, I'm like, is it that simple? That if I live a life of gratitude to God and thank him for everything, are you telling me it's this simple? You will just keep adding to my life, God? You will keep on opening doors to me? You will keep on making a way? Keep on providing? All I got to do is just be grateful? All I got to do is just be thankful? Because when you're thankful and grateful, you are obedient. You can't, you, only entitled people will not be obedient. Entitled people will not be grateful. But if you're grateful, you will always be obedient. Because you always appreciate, because you know this was given to me. And it wasn't because I'd done anything. It just came my way. And because of that, you start walking in a, in a, in a, in a, in a way of respect and gratitude and thankfulness. And it just keep on coming. And it keep on coming because you're walking in obedience. You're walking in gratefulness and great gratitude. And it just keeps coming. If you're missing things in your life, this is a message. If you're missing some things, you may not be grateful enough. You may not be thankful enough. You may not have enough gratitude in your life. And that's why you're missing things in this life. Because if we will walk this life and just keep on thanking him and keep on appreciating him. It don't have to be perfect in your life right now. Just know where you are. He got you to this point and he's got even more. But you have to be grateful. You have to be thankful. You have to have an attitude of gratitude and he will keep on bringing you along. He will keep on pouring into your life. He will keep on blessing your life. But you got to be that way. Is it that simple, Lord? That's what I asked him tonight. Is it just that simple that if we will walk 
this walk of faith and just be grateful and just be thankful. You know, be, be, be in a mindset, <laughs> I got to mess with uh, the Lewises right before they go. I had no expectation of seeing them tonight. Why would they be here tonight? They had no reason to be here tonight. They got to get ready to go back home. So it's okay if they don't come to church tonight. But they're here tonight. That's an attitude of gratitude. They know what the Lord has done for them. You ain't got to tell them what God has done for them. They know. So they look for every opportunity to say, I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. It's an attitude of gratitude to go into the house of God, and we don't realize it. So many Christians think they did God a favor when they went come to church. I went to church today. What are you telling that to God? What, he's supposed to be proud of you? Huh? God is supposed to be proud because you came to church today? Or should you be thankful that you went to the house of God? You see what I mean by we're entitled and we don't even realize it. We think that we're supposed to be, oh God, I just impressed you today. I was in the house. Did you see me? I praised you a little bit too. That's entitlement. You're telling God, I did something for you, God. (laughs) We ought also to thank God for everything. We're supposed to thank him for everything. Everything that will ever happen in our life that is good, it came from God. It did. And so when we give thanks, we should be grateful to God for all things, especially the work of salvation in our life. Every child of God should cultivate the attitude of gratitude. It not only opens the heart to further blessings, but it glorifies and pleases the Lord. An attitude of gratitude opens the heart for more blessings. That's what it does. The nine lepers, they got healed because God is good. And so God do good things even if we don't even ask. God will treat us good because he loves us even when we didn't ask. He just treats us good. But when we respond to his goodness by being grateful, it opens up the door for so many other things to come. Our life becomes so rich. When we open our heart for the blessings and the goodness of God. An unthankful heart is fertile soil for all kinds of sin. An unthankful heart is fertile soil for all kinds of sin. You're not thankful. You're going to corrupt yourself. Sin is going to take you over and you will be lost and in darkness. But if we will be thankful for everything, nothing is too small to be thankful for. Nothing. Nothing is too small to be grateful for. 
And unfortunately, some of us are waiting for something big to be thankful. When I get something big, you don't say it like that, but that's kind of what you're doing and you don't even realize it. Little things are happening and you're just overlooking them. I am never going to overlook any little thing because I'm a child of God and everything that happens to me, God has some say so as to whether it happened or it didn't happen. God is in full control. So whatever come in my life, I thank God for it. This is why God says in all things. You think God's slow or something? He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. Because even what doesn't seem good to us, it's really good. And we ought to give thanks. Because the life that you're living, you will know God has every say-so over my life. So whatever happens in my life, God has to approve it. And that's why it's happening. We need to give God thanks. It's a simple theology. It's a simple principle that if we will just do that. We will see our lives being transformed like never before. Simple as that. It's just that simple. If we will be grateful. God, thank you for the revelation. God, thank you for allowing me to be baptized in your name. God, thank you that you gave us the privilege of prayer. God, thank you for the gift of repentance. Because if you didn't give us the gift of repentance, we would all be stuck in our sins. I mean, we have so much to be thankful for. Thank you, Lord, for a church that preached truth. Because now that I know truth, I understand there are some churches that still need to get to the truth. And so I'm in a church, Lord, that preaches truth. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters because the ones that I think are great and I thank God for them, thank God for them. And the ones that I think are not so great, thank God for them because they're making me better. Nobody don't want that part. Let's stand. Nobody don't want that part. To know that God has all kind of people around us. Some, everyone will make us better if we're thankful. Oh, man, this this thankful thing is killing me. Think about that. That if someone is around me that irritates me because they're always doing something crazy, and I say, God, I thank you that you allow sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so to be in my life. They, they, they challenge me to be better, Lord. Thank you. Because maybe we flew off the handle real easy and we lose our cool real easy and God bring people in our life as Christians to just gnaw at us, to keep challenging us so we can have a better spirit, so we can have a better attitude. Instead of us fighting it, we need to say, God, I thank you for the people that you have placed in my life. Because we don't want to thank God. Because we think some of the people that's just whatever they do, we don't want them in our life. And we being mad at God. God, why are they in my life? Instead of thanking God for that. And this stuff just works so good. As you thank God for what he's allowed them to do in your life, you get better and they get better. That thankful thing again. Because they're going to know. People that irritate people know that they irritate people. 
people that get on people's nerves, they know they get on people's nerves. And they expect certain response because they get on people's nerves. But if we're thankful, we're going to respond to them differently. And that's going to change them. My God, this, this thankful thing, this gratitude thing, it is powerful. It's simple, and we might overlook it all the time. It, it hadn't been that important to us, but after tonight, it needs to become important because it's not deep theology. It's not getting way deep down in the Word. It's just a little principle that will take you deep, and all you're doing is just having the attitude of breath. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate it, Jesus. You've been so good to me. I know, Lord God, that this situation is challenging right now. I know it's rough, but I know you have great things ahead for me, and so I thank you for allowing me to go through this situation. You know my character. You know how I am, and you know I need to go through this. And so I thank you, no matter how difficult this is, no matter how much it's challenging to me, you are my God, and not just my God, but my Lord. You rule and reign. You determine where I go and what I do. Do and what I say, and if you're allowing this to be in my life, I need it. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, because I thank you. You're working even greater in my life, and you're working in my brother's life. You're working in my sister's life because I'm thankful. Thankfulness will bless you, and it will bless others. It opens doors for greater things in God. How about we talk to God just for a couple of minutes? In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you tonight. Lord, I just don't want tonight to be a good Thanksgiving message. I don't just want it to be because tomorrow's Thanksgiving we talked about thanks just to appease the populace, Lord God. But I want for the message, Lord God, to really transform our heart, transform our life, that, Lord Jesus, we will see differently, we will live differently, and that we will get to reap, oh God, the great blessings that you have in store for us. Lord, many of us are trying to be good witnesses for you. And we have different ideas as to how to be a good witness. But tonight I've learned if I will just be thankful unto you, Lord God, that is powerful enough to be a great witness for you. If I will just be thankful for all that you're doing, it will be a blessing. Others will benefit and profit from my gratitude towards you. And so, Lord, I humble myself, and I said, Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful, Lord. I'm thankful, Lord. Lord, I'm not even thankful. I'm not even worried about the material things. Yes, I'm thankful for everything, but it's not even about the material things. It's about character. It's about just just who we are as a people. It's about you being glorified. It's about our lives being touched. That's why I'm so thankful. I'm thankful, Lord, because this thankfulness, this attitude.
attitude of gratitude, it transcends, it blesses, it transforms. Oh, and I'm thankful. Oh, God, for this understanding to know if I'm just thankful, Lord, it will do wonders, Lord. I'm thankful, Lord, for the places that you allow me to go. I'm thankful, Lord, for the people you have allowed me to encounter. I'm thankful, Almighty God, for all that you have allowed to come into my life, from all that you are doing in my life. I am thankful, Lord. I am thankful. I'm thankful, Lord, for the house of God. I'm thankful, Lord, that you have allowed me to be a part of a church that preaches and teaches truth, Lord God. I'm thankful, Lord God, that you gave me the revelation of the one true and living God, who is Jesus Christ. I'm thankful, Lord, that you taught me how to pray. I'm thankful, Lord, that you taught me, Lord God, the word of God. I'm thankful, Lord Jesus. I'm thankful for the mind that you have given me. The mind, Lord, to perceive the word of God. The mind, Lord, to, to communicate the word of God. Oh, I'm so thankful, Lord Jesus. And Lord, wow, I will tell those that are close to me that have been a blessing to me. While I will make sure they know I'm thankful to them. God, you will know I will always, oh God, thank you. Oh God, publicly. Privately, Lord God, I will thank Thee, O Lord. I will thank Thee, O Lord. Oh God, with a heart of thanksgiving, I will thank Thee, O Lord. Oh God, I give You the honor and the praise. Lord, I pray that You will give each and every one of us from this church and all the family and friends a great Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, Lord God. Oh, that Your peace that passes all understanding. Will, will flood our homes. Gratitude, oh God, will flow from our heart, Lord God. Oh God, that you will bless our times of being together tomorrow. Time of fellowship, Lord God. A time of thanksgiving, Lord God. A time where we can pour into each other, Lord God. Oh Father, have your way in our homes, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God, as we gather together tomorrow, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, for the power of God to manifest in our time of being together tomorrow, Lord, and that your will will be done. Lord, I give you the honor and the praise. Oh, God, I pray for those who are traveling, that you will keep your hands upon them, that they will travel safely, Lord God, that no harm nor danger will come to them, but that you will protect them, uphold them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, when you wake us up tomorrow, let the first thing be on our mind, and that is to be thankful. Let the first thing that come out of our mouth be thank you, Lord. Ah, bless our families and friends. And Lord, I pray for safe travels for the Lewises. I pray, Lord God, for David, Lord God, that he will be completely recovered and be whole, Lord God. Have your way, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for the family of God. Uh, we give you praise and honor for all these things we pray. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Have a great, great, blessed Thanksgiving tomorrow. Our 
Ushers in the back, if you want to give so to our building, please give. Church, I love you. Have a great, great day tomorrow. In Jesus' name.